We are back in the comics corner, y'all. As always, your Uncle P and the one and only Sean on the boards. What's up, everybody? Uh, dude, it's been kind of a crazy... We're gearing up. We're gearing back into the cinema, dude. Yeah. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus Kong, whatever the fuck it was. Dropped yesterday. Dropped yesterday, but also did, I want to say like 120 opening weekend in China, maybe, or something. But it's that's like the first blockbuster starting to get numbers back. Like, it did good numbers for... You know, and people are going to the theater to see people it. People are going to theaters to see it again. Cool. So I think we're kind of starting to see theaters slowly but surely coming back a little bit. Because I know before that, the only really new big one they tried to do was Tenant, <laughs> the Chris Nolan, the Chris Nolan one, and that one fucking flopped in uh, in theater. Did you ever see that one? No, I had a friend saw it. Said it was kind of hard to follow. That's but. yeah. I feel like. Christopher Nolan's kind of just gone down like this rabbit hole of being like, it's everything's too many levels now. He said, um, what was the one he did before that? Dunkirk was good. Dunkirk? Oh, the war one? Yeah, I didn't. Are I, they in, they're in like a plane the whole time. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's on my list to watch on HBO. So get around um, to that. I do dig Christo- Christopher Nolan, though. Did you? You haven't seen Godzilla vs. Kong yet? No. I've heard some. Uh, some not so. Really? I feel like it's just a big monster fight movie. How can you go that, wrong? Those are the part those are the only parts though that everyone says have been good. Yeah, I mean I don't really want to watch anyone like act. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one those movies are so hard for people to act in. Well, I heard the Skull Island was good. I didn't see that one though. I haven't seen I didn't see Godzilla, King of the Monsters, yeah. Skull Island. I haven't I'm not big into like the uh was it Kaiju? Yeah. Type stuff. It's not my bread and butter. <laughs> it, I just didn't grow up on it enough yeah. to be my parent, my mom and dad, neither of them like Godzilla. So it's like, <laughs> I feel like it's something though that your dad's like, oh yeah, I fucking love Godzilla. Like, we, you got to watch these movies. And then they expose you to him and you're like, oh, this is really cool. And you're very young. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's impressionable. As you get older, you're just like, this is dumb. Yeah. None of this, this is the worst concept ever. This guy has nuclear breath. He obviously would kill this gorilla <laughs> immediately. Put uh, that monkey down. <laughs> but so yeah, I think theaters are kind of back on the rise. I'll go back to the theater maybe. I here's my thing. Eventually. I don't really have a problem. I would wear a mask during a movie. That seems like of all times Pretty to wear doable. a mask. The you're not moving. It's like you would be easy. It'd be easiest to breathe because you're just like very calm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you're gonna eat some popcorn, take that off. Pop it back on when you're done, dude. Like Black I think we put like Black Widow in theaters too. I don't know if Black Widow's going to theaters. I know um I think they're talking about doing a Disney Plus release for it. I'm down with that. I'm I just say get that thing out there, dude. Because we just can't they can't sit on it anymore. Because I think there's gonna be some stuff that from Winter Soldier that might relate back to Black Widow. Dude, they should just do make it for like like if you have Disney Plus, but then make it like a dollar rental. I mean, uh, yeah, I think at it's least r- a few million people are going to give you that dollar. That that shit with like the Mulan thing that I think flopped for them, where you had to rent it, it was like forty fucking bucks. Yeah, it's insane. And it's like I get it. You're trying to compensate for the cost of a family going to see a movie at a movie theater, and it's hard to kind of evaluate those numbers of. Well, it's not just one person watching it. You know, 10 of you might watch this fucking movie at someone's big-ass house. And it's like, and you only pay five bucks. But it's like, yeah, just make us pay five bucks, though. Because, like, you've had this movie. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Already. Like, I'm, I'll am i pay 20 bucks, maybe. Would be the most I'd pay to see Black Widow. That's, yeah, and that's still a lot. And 20 <laughs> would be, I'm getting two other people. To Venmo me five bucks. Venmo me and you, yeah, and bring some popcorn. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, but I'm excited for that. Speaking of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the 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 gang. <laughs> what uh, what'd you think of episode two? Very nice. And finally, we got Bucky and Sam teaming up and yep. doing a little recon mission. It was a it was a good episode. I love how much I hate the new Captain U.S. America. agent. Oh or, my or god, not a unofficial. not officially U.S. agent yet, but. Surely coming soon. Yeah, 
because they're sticking pretty close to comic, elite, not comic accurate, but they're getting all the pieces from like Captain America stuff that they spoilers by the way for anyone listening, but name drop Power Broker, mm-hmm. which is who gives U.S. Agent in the comics superpowers. So I can see my boy going off the reservation. Oh, yeah. Him coming in contact with this power broker dude and getting some some super strength. Well, because that episode ends and uh, this new Captain America and Sam not getting along. No, and I love <laughs> I love that. Uh, I think he hit him with the classic, uh, stay out of my way. It, yeah, it was just like, oh, because he was saying, he's like, dude, you guys have regulations. First off, I don't understand why... Sam and Bucky don't have regulations because he makes that comment. He goes, he goes, you guys have uh, regulations and you have to go through chain of command. We don't run that way. And I was like, but shouldn't you have to? I don't really understand how you guys are able to just be like, we're listen, man, we're superheroes. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't that you're what, just a bunch of pussies in costumes? Wasn't that what Civil War was all about? Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent was like that. They have to answer to someone, and now they're just like, dude, listen. Captain America's dead. Tony Stark's dead. Just let us do our thing. We're running the show. We're running the show now. And they're like, damn it. These guys are way more badass. <laughs> uh, I love, what was it? Battlestar? His sidekick? Yeah. <laughs> US agent sidekick? Right. I think, I'm excited to see where this show goes. Yeah. I'm excited. At the end, we got that little teaser for them going to get our boy... Baron Zemo. Right. So he'll definitely be big on this next episode. And you know he's intelligent because in his prison cell, there's a chessboard. Uh, oh, and they, that always no, they insinuates did that. that oh, obviously, he must be a genius. He plays chess. <laughs> I saw like a 16-year-old kid playing chess on his phone the other day. Yeah, it's not like an incredible... <laughs> but secretly in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if he's like really smart. Yeah. I did, though. I was like, oh, he's probably like a boy genius. Are you Taj Maori? I mean, most, the smart guy? <laughs> Taj Maori. I mean, most 16-year-olds are just watching porn on their phone. This kid was playing chess. Hats off to him. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's also like, I bet that kid is probably just like, un- it almost seems more like a nerd thing than like, I feel like it's, if you're playing chess now, it's like, you got to be in the park with like some real badass dudes. Well, you can play like online with people. Like my buddy actually sent me like, he said it was like uh, chess you play on your phone. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I'll send you the invite, but I have to, like, email it to you, and then you have to, like, approve it. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm already out. 100%, yeah. If it <laughs> can't like, you're be with email involved? If you're emailing me an invite to something, I'm not getting it. Yeah, like an evite? Like, yeah. Remember those? I've never – I don't even look at my email. So emailing me anything, complete waste of my time. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see where – I think – I can't wait for us to get to Mandrapore, as I've been discussing. Yeah. And – do you know which episode s- that's going to be? I, I'm not sure. This is only like six episodes. So it's probably going to be four or five, mm-hmm. four or six. But yeah, I thought it, this series was going to be way, way longer for some reason. I kind of like they're keeping it short. How long was WandaVision? Nine. It was nine episodes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because we thought there was a secret ten. But you know what? I, it makes sense, too, because I wonder if runtime-wise, these add up to being the same. Uh, could be. You know what I mean? Because Wanda had two ultra short episodes in the beginning there. And I like that these ones, the credits are only maybe four minutes instead of the WandaVision eight minute credit end scene where you're just like, oh, yeah, it's 24 minutes, but fucking realistically, it's basically only, you know, a 16 minute episode because there's eight <laughs> minutes of credits that just have nothing to do with anything. Right. And you're like, cool, cut this like cutesy shit. Hey, they can keep this uh, Falcon Winter Soldier a little short because I'm down for Loki. I'm ready to watch the oh, Loki show. Oh, I'm I think so be cool. That's coming. I forgot that that comes right after. Right after. So, there's the only time I dread is when the next one is the what if. Well, you know, we sat down with Kevin Feige. We're like, listen, we need content for <laughs> Comics Corner. Yeah, I need so com- you need to crank these out. I'm trying to start a fucking podcast, Kevin. And if you can't help me, what? why are we friends? Kevin, we don't want jobs, okay? Why are we Instagram buddies? <laughs> I don't want a job. I'm making my own job, but I need you to make do your job. <laughs> if that makes sense. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, in other news, though, 
on the other side of the comic world in DC land, they dropped a trailer for Suicide Squad. The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Lot, lot more with the thes. That's the, the new Falcon, thing. The Winter Soldier. Well, the Suicide Squad. For Suicide Squad, I feel like they had they were in a weird spot because this isn't. It's not a reboot. It's a soft reboot. So it's like you don't want to call it Suicide Squad and then a subtitle because I think that's gonna make people think too sequel to the original one. How soft are we talking here? Like, are they gonna reference the old, the original movie at all? No, I, but really, they're not gonna reference it. But you have the same uh, Rick Flag's back, Amanda Waller's back, Captain Boomerang's back, Harley Quinn's back. So you get all those people yeah. back. Everyone else is essentially new. It's still at Bell Reeve. Um, I just don't think they're going to mention any of that stuff because I think they're just trying to go with a different vibe altogether, too. And that's fine. I mean, is they Jared got Jared Leto in it. Jared Leto is not in it, dude. The cast to it There's is no, is there a Joker? There's no Joker. So, which I kind of like, I'm happy that they're doing, um, a lot of it's not Joaquin Phoenix isn't going to show up. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, mo- the, it's the Joaquin Phoenix Joker showing yeah, up. He's just going to moonwalk fucking out there, like he's dance just, down those stupid fucking stairs. He's just like really trying to fuck Harley Quinn super bad the whole time. He's just not the cool Joker yeah. yet. He's just still the weird, creepy one. Yeah, Arthur. Oh yeah, he's With still no, Arthur. No Flag. game, dude. <laughs> he's just like ah. Are we, do we have to go on a trip in the car? I better tell my mother. Um, but let's see. Oh, did you like that Joker movie? It's fine. It's fine. It's, I don't think it fucking was earth shattering by any means. I just, the Joker is also one of those characters that every like just bizarre, weird person with no interpersonal communication skills whatsoever is always like the Joker's my hero. And you're like, he's not, he's not your hero. And if the Joker existed, you would most definitely be the first person he kills. <laughs> if he sees you in Joker pajama pants, you're dead. <laughs> like you're just—it's just the the strangest. Everyone who might do crystal meth also always relates to the Joker somehow, <laughs> and they think it's like a cool like. It's like their pseudo sophisticated mind that they're like, yeah, like you don't even really understand the layers to like. He's almost the most sane person, and you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is not a real person. This is not like a huge literary experiment that everyone needs to be on. Well, I did like I uh, like Walking Phoenix. Like I, I liked him more than the movie itself. I like that movie. That movie, though, in my mind, could almost be called anything else, and it would still work just as well. That's the actual point. Joker aspect of it, there's no comic book relation to it other than the end part where he kind of becomes a more comic booky version of the Joker. But you could almost just not even like, if you called it the Jester, <laughs> it would still work. It'd be the same great movie that it is. Yeah. Because the character development and like how all that works and builds up is why the movie's good. It's not good in the way that like, Avengers is cool because I get to see 600 comic book characters that look accurate, but they're real. It's like, no, this is good because it's like a think piece. Yeah. But then, yeah. It's everyone, a think piece. It would be funny, though, if he showed up. That would be the best surprise cameo. Um, it's like, why not? Guess who they got to play? So King Shark's in it. They didn't know who was going to do the voice. They saw, thought it was going to be either Taika Watiti, who does Korg, or uh, Steve Agee, who is also in the movie as well, but he did the body doubling for it, for the CGI. Okay. And he's like a known comedy actor, so they're like, yeah, he could easily just do, you know, an accent or something. Got Sly Stallone, baby. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, dude, nice. Uh, Polka Dot Man is David Doshmalkin, who you'll know from Ant-Man, the quirky guy on the robbery team. Yeah. Uh Idris Alba's out there though. Michael Rooker, they got some girl playing the Rat Catcher too. Nathan Fillion's there. Sweet. Okay, I mean, I'm down for this one, man. Yeah, dude, be fun. And I think, oh, John Cena. Yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong. Um, I think it's gonna be sick though. They in the Red Band trailer, 
they do show a lot. So this is very well known, but one of the big bads in it is Starro. Uh, so if you don't know who Starro is, for any listeners, basically a starfish that gets stuck on your face and controls your mind. But he's actually one of the first Justice League villains that they ever fight. And he's really on the cover as just a giant starfish with one eye in the center of it. <laughs> so that seems to be one. And they're going with the huge kaiju version of, like, the Starro. So I'm pretty he could take down a whole city? Yeah, like, it looks huge. And I was like, dude, this is... I was kind of bummed they showed it in the trailer. Because I feel like that would have been a really fun surprise. But I also think there was online speculation enough that people already kind of knew or it got leaked enough that they were like, dude, just put it in the just fucking trailer. It, yeah. yeah, why not? <laughs> but I'm, if you haven't seen, there's a green band and a red band trailer for it. So it is going to be rated R, which even better. I'm very excited. Uh, What's exciting? DC needs a, a fun movie like that to come out. It, 100%. You know? They just need them doing separate worlds is do all these movies separate. I don't need any of them to really cross over, to be honest. If you can just make regular good movies, we'll figure figure out the other part later. Right. Because only, like I've always harped on, only one, Marvel's the only company that's ever had like this huge interconnected universe that's ultra interconnected. Like the Kevin Smith, what's his universe called? The, uh, the, like the View Askewverse. View verse or whatever. Those all loosely kind of tie in because of Jay and Silent Bob doing cameos and stuff, or you know, little characters being called back. But it's like, in Marvel, these stories are like contingent on one another. Right. So there's not really been another movie-verse that has existed that's done that. So for everyone to try and do it now, you're like, it's really catch-up, and it's not like there's another, you know, everyone's doing it. It's like, one person's doing it really well. Yeah. I don't think you should try to, you know, compete with Michelangelo. Um, in some more good DC news, though, the animated verse for them is coming back. You fuck with any of the DC animated movies? Um, I haven't really. I've seen a couple of them. I saw like Justice League Doom, which I really liked. Okay. Where Batman has like the contingency plan yep. for all the different uh, Justice League. That one rips. Um, and I've seen some other random Green Lantern ones. I was going to say, there, the Flashpoint one yeah. is really, really good. I'll definitely watch um, that. Um, there is, and a lot of them are probably, I'm wondering if a lot of them are on HBO now. They are, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was going to say, the Flashpoint one, super good, as well as there's a Under the Red Hood. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay, yeah. I've the seen Under, a lot of the Batman ones, yeah. year one. And so they're coming out, new Batman one, which is, if you listen to the show... You already know one of my favorite books of all time, Batman The Long Halloween. Oh, nice. So, yeah, they just revealed the voice cast for it. You got uh, Jensen Eccles from Supernatural playing Batman. I think he's played him before. But you got all the the big hitters in there. Josh Duhamel's playing Harvey Dent. Uh, James Gordon, Carmine Falcone, David Dalshmalkin however the fuck you say his name, <laughs> is also in there as Calendar Man. Calendar Man? Nice. Dude, he's capitalizing on like people wanting like a kind of creepy-looking dude in movies. Yeah. And he does a great job at it. Calendar Man, that's a, that's a deep cut. Is he in Long Halloween in the book? Yeah, so in the book, he almost plays a um, Hannibal Lecter type. Does he have a chessboard in his uh, jail cell? Oh, <laughs> I want to say he does, because he has like the all-white jail cell with just a bunch of calendars and shit. Yep. And the killer they're looking for in the book is called the Holiday Killer. So everyone's like, oh, is Calendar Man doing this from <laughs> Go see Calendar Man, see what he's up to. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, dude, what What are the odds of two calendar-based uh, <laughs> villains? I don't and, know, man. It's a goofy fucking city. <laughs> like, so ca- they go Calendar Man, and he's just kind of... He looks sick in it, though, because he is... The way he's drawn, it's just like almost he's almost completely all white, and his like body, his jumpsuit kind of almost matches his body, and then he just has the calend the abbreviated uh, months. I'm not around around his, his forehead tattooed. Yeah, they they based that too on uh, in the Arkham City games. They put him in there. They made him look just like that book. Yeah, and it's like 
I love that little vibe of him just kind of being like really quiet, but like intelligent, but also a psychopath. A psychopath. <laughs> yeah, he crushes, and so I'm excited. And I like that it's part one, so they're not gonna rush it and try and do the whole fucking book in one movie. Because when they do that, you're just like, why? Well, we really glossed over a, a lot. Bunch. They did Hush, and I was not super happy with. Uh, the animated version yeah. of Hush. Well, just to be clear, Pat's like, uh, guy in clown makeup, no thanks. That's just stupid. Guy with the calendar tattoo around his yeah, head. Yeah, now we're talking. That guy rips. <laughs> that guy's sick. <laughs> it's more... I'm totally stable. It's the Joker people <laughs> that are fucked up. Yeah, I like order it. The calendar, man. <laughs> I just relate to him so much. I love calendars. I love dates. I like being on time. <laughs> it's my thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, dude, but I'm super excited about that. Did you, I don't have Amazon Prime, but have you watched any Invincible? Uh, no, my buddy like went over the first two episodes with me though. How? And he says it's very similar to, um, that what was that movie Sky High. Do you remember that? Where, yeah. Like, his, dad heard... gets, his dad and mom are superheroes and like he hasn't quite gotten his powers yet. He says it kind of starts out like that. He says it gets pretty intense though. Like they don't hold anything back. Yeah. So I know, um, I kind of did a brief overview of like the first three episodes. Um, I know spoiler, if you haven't seen them, um, that, and it's in the comic too, which has been out for, you know, 50, 15 years. Right. So if you don't know, um, but his dad ends up, I believe Merkin, his entire superhero squad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So his dad Merks the whole team. And his son's like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, hey, um, we're aliens. Don't fucking worry about it. (laughs) And we're going to take over this world. That's what I came here for. So I think it's his son's kind of battle against his dad. I mean, it looks interesting. It looks looks really comic book art accurate to me. And it's not my favorite style of animation, but I feel like I'd give it a watch. I would binge it. I'll be honest, man. I'm I am picky when it comes to just like the way a certain thing looks, you know, as far as the way it's animated. And it won't mean that I won't watch it, but it will wane my interest a little bit. It, it, when I, while I'm watching, I'll be like, okay, like this is kind of cool, but I, the art is distracting and it doesn't. I totally it doesn't click with me. I totally agree with that. Where that same shit happened with me on um, the Batman. Bat or Samurai Batman or Batman Samurai. Oh yeah, yeah. I liked that though. It, but but the art was the art. Yeah, there was just nuts. something about it that it just became jarring to watch sometimes. Like I love Spider Man into the Spider Verse, but if I'm like if I'm watching it like a little too stoned, it is just kind of tough <laughs> to just stare at for like a yeah. a brief minute where you're just like I feel like my eyes are like bulging out of my skull right now. No, I mean like. So like stuff like that, I kind of like things like that. Like I like maybe I'd like being overstimulated, but I like exaggeration like that. Yeah. But also on the same end, like when I, I mean like certain styles, like I've seen a lot of like new words like cartoons, like even cartoons like for kids and stuff. Like oh, like I understand a lot of it's done on a computer now, but it's like it doesn't look real. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're <laughs> it's saying. It's not believable, you know. I don't know. It just has a weird. It doesn't have the warmth to it. It's just a very like stale, it's flat like sterile. image. Yeah. And yeah, and you notice that with even. I think a good one to see is any like Scooby Doo stuff or new Looney Tunes stuff. Not that I'm watching like a ton of that, but when you see it now, you're just like, man, this looks like really fucking weird. Like it almost looks like cardboard cutouts just moving. Where like the other ones, you're just like, oh, there's some warmth and like love to the characters at, at least. Yeah, well, like, and the other thing too is like, not even specifically the Batman Samurai one, but like other, um, especially like comic book cartoon movies or, or shows and stuff, they'll like take on a little bit of like an anime vibe, like which mm-hmm. is fine, but it's just not my favorite art style. And it's like, it's kind of distracting. And it's like, it feels like it doesn't have like the vibe I'm looking for from like, if I were to read like a comic book yeah, and it looks more, I definitely uh, think like that Americanized new, basically that new version of the DC comics has a little bit of like an anime kind of style to it. Just cause I think that is so popular and they, they're just trying to capitalize because their cartoons, at least in my opinion, are really the only thing that they're consistently, okay, this is going to be pretty good. No matter what I watch, I'm like, okay, yeah, this like the storyline's going to be pretty good. 
the art's going to be consi- consistent for what it is, and then it's like, I'm going to enjoy 90 minutes. But it's like with the movies, you're like, hope this isn't a complete waste of time. <laughs> and then you put on Wonder Woman 84, and you're like, Yep, it totally was. So, like, that's what's kind of funny. Like, people don't even realize, like, yeah, like, DC actually has great movies. They just happen to be cartoons. Yeah. (laughs) And their stories, like, they had a great interconnected universe, too, in, you know, a run of those comics before they changed their continuity. But it's like, they just, people don't watch those as much. And I think, honestly, now DC has started getting, like, a little bit of fandom on it from non-comic book people and i think that's why they're like dude we can't stop like i think they were trying to cut back and focus on real movies and i think they were like we that's gonna be a bad move yeah but they'll always crank out batman movies because batman just makes money so oh yeah they're always gonna make like what's the story of that robert patterson one like that's still being made right that's still getting made that and here's the thing is who knows how much like i don't even under they love batman because you can write batman stories He's very accessible. Superman is not accessible to everyone. Right. Like, Batman makes sense because it's just a person. So, like, everything can have this sense of, like, believability. Where it's like, all right, yeah, you can, you know, he fell off a building. Obviously, he's not dead. But he can still be, like, hurt and not. It's like Superman. Gotta take a week off. Yeah. For Superman, you're just like, uh, I don't know. He seems fine. (laughs) I think he's going to be okay. He died earlier and just came back to life. So I'm not ultra worried about his well-being. Um, let's see. What else? What, you got any other, no, any not other re- comic news? Not really. Not really comic book stuff. Um, oh, I did pick up a shout-out to a local business. I want to do this real quick. In Lakewood, yeah. it's a place called Book Brothers, and it's a used bookstore. Oh, shout-out Book Brothers. Yeah, man. They also have, like... You got like CDs, and he they had they had he had a huge pin board, get a bunch of different pins and stuff. Like, nice. But um, they had some graphic novels, and I picked up um, volume two of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, Saga awesome. Swamp Thing. So I kind of skimmed, started skimming through that yesterday. Very cool. The artwork's cool. I mean, um, that, and of course the story is just very. I was gonna deep. say that Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing is n- notoriously great. Yeah. So I saw it. They had a used copy, and picked that up. Uh, I also got a book about R. Crumb. Which is kind of cool. It's like people like their perspective on him and like people that grew up with him and other artists that were influenced by him. Like the forward, like Matt Groening does the forward, which is kind of yeah. cool. Where um, where's this place? It's at right, like next, basically right next to Mars Bar on Madison. Okay, so uh, right, Madi- across, right across the street from Beer Engine. Nice, dude. Hell so, yeah. So yeah, check it out. They got you some know cool what? Stuff. I think that's right over near like Highland. Uh, it is. R- it's, Highland. it's a block away. Oh, from okay. Highland. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I parked in front of there one time, walking down to. Um, to Highland, but so yeah, one, I'm reading Swamp Thing right now, dude. It's cool. I, I wish I had the artist's name right in front of me. I might have to look it up because the art's really cool. Um, it has that old, I'm, and I'm starting to get like into like old like horror movies and shit. Like yeah. again, not like horror, but like the like the Universal monsters and yeah. stuff. Like I just watched the original Mummy movie from 1932. How was it, Boris Karloff? Uh, I mean, it's not great, but it was a fun like cheesy movie to just put on while I was like cooking breakfast and yeah, and it's just something. It's ba- it's almost that background noise movie that's perfect to be like, okay, I can watch this. I bet if I turn my head, I'm not missing any huge details that like... And that's exactly what happened. But it's just kind of whack. Like I watched it and I read a little bit about it afterwards. And you, he, Boris Karloff got the role because they loved him in Frankenstein. Like he's the spooky monster man. Yeah. His face takes very good to the monster makeup. And he's very, you know, kind of spooky and brooding. And um, it was kind of weird because... He was only in the mummy like rap, like for like ten seconds of the film, and it's in the beginning of the film. And the rest of the time, he is like it's emotep. It's like the you know like the remakes with oh, Brendan Fraser so and stuff. He's... But the majority of the movie, he's like yeah, like already like pretty much all formed as a human. He has like some scarring on his face, but he's like it's been like like ten years passes after he's released, and he's like oh. just a dude in like sandals and a fez hat, like. <laughs> Yeah, so you're just like, dude, this sucks. I mean, because I was going to say, I fuck really heavy with those Brandon Fraser mummy movies. They're great, dude. yeah. But it was cool because they, and they're even though the female character was an ox and a moon, so like, okay. it had the same characters from the original movie. And then I read some more about it, and like, it was pretty big when it came out. It's very short, but the original movie poster, someone found like one in like pristine condition, sold for uh, half a million dollars. 
Oh, I bet, dude. Insane. It's like, yeah, it's from like 1932. It's the movie poster. And I think it's the most expensive movie poster that ever sold like at an auction. Oh, Pretty nuts. That's that Sotheby's type shit, dude. That's yeah. what, like, that's real auction shit. <laughs> that's not on some eBay life. Yeah, that's on was, some like, we go to a place. It was like $430,000 or something crazy. But yeah, it was entertaining. But yeah, the Brendan Fraser ones are great, man. Dude, <laughs> is there just, there's three of them and then the third one's just trash? Because the third, third one's, one's like the Jet Li one. Yeah, Jet Li's in it. It wasn't great. I remember. I actually went and saw it in theaters. I was kind of pumped. It was like the Emperor was, Dragon, or yeah, something yeah, it was like kind of whack. And then they made one with fucking Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, because you know what they were trying to do with that was Universal was trying to start what they were calling the Dark Universe, which uh, began was gonna be like the monster movies. It was going to be like monster movies. So it technically started with Dracula. Um, they did some Dracula undead. What or, about that Wolfman movie with Guillermo? That wouldn't have or not, been. Not Guillermo, uh, Benicio Del Toro. No, that wasn't wouldn't part have of been that. part of it. So they were going to do the Dracula movie that um, they made was like kind of the first one. Then they were going to do, they did The Mummy. That's why they introduce Van Helsing, I think, in that Tom Cruise one. But I heard the Tom Cruise one was fucking horrible. Yeah, I didn't even bother with it. I heard, like, nothing about it. <laughs> and then they were going to do a Bride of Frankenstein with uh, Angelina Jolie. Bride of Frankenstein? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. But I think Angelina Jolie was like, instead of joining the Dark Universe, how about I do this Marvel movie and get into a universe that seems like it's uh, it's got some speed? Angelina, what was she in? She is going to be in Eternals. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I believe she plays Cersei, I want to say. Um, but two last quick little bits of some comic news. For anyone who does care, we are going to see Venom, Let There Be Carnage, push back another week. So one more bump. But still Tom Hardy? Still Tom Hardy. Movie's completely done. It comes out in maybe a couple months here, two, three months. So we'll be getting that, but also they are doing a the CW comic book champs uh, are doing a live action Powerpuff Girls TV show. Okay, and Doctor Utonium will be or Professor Utonium. My apologies. Will be played by the one, the only Donald Faison. Of Scrubs and Clueless fame. Okay, interesting, interesting. Which I was like, dude, for some reason to me, great choice. I don't know why, I just can totally see him being like a good cartoonish professor. Okay, okay. I would say to like, if you're going for the looks of the cartoon, I would go for like John Hamm from Mad Men. I was going to say, (laughs) here's the thing, you know I've noticed though, so many roles and so many like cartoons and like shit like that, Seems like John Hamm just works perfect for it. Someone I was watching Comic Book Men and they were saying he would be great if he played Bizarro Superman. And I was like, Oh my god. That's that, actually pretty spot on. That would be good. It's the same way. The that, jawline alone, man. Um that everyone's always wanted Jeffrey D. Morgan to play um the Flashpoint Paradox Batman. Oh, okay. Where it's Bruce Wayne's uh it's Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. Yeah. And Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. <laughs> I forget. I've heard about this. That's wild. You look at it and you're just like, I've read the comic and you're just, after you hear him say Jeffrey D. Morgan, you're just like, yep, 100%, dude. This guy's kind of like just an older barrel chested dude that's just hammered drunk a lot and just is like, (laughs) you know what? I was using batarangs and then I switched to this thing called the gun. (laughs) And guess what? The Thule. It works way better. (laughs) Um, Do you want to get into. We can do a quick um, year rundown of year our rundown? Uh, Marvel year by year. What are we looking at time-wise? Uh, we're at a half hour. Perfect, dude. I'm going to so give you... An, a random I, year? I was going to say, after last time, I realized you're actually a much more proficient reader than I am. <laughs> I'd be like looking through stuff, uh, and I just would not be able to even read. I had random numbers written down from last time. I want to look them up. What um, are we at? Well, dude, No, because so, the last... The last year was really good. So yeah, we the first one we covered was ninety one, which is pretty solid. But Classic. last year we did was nineteen seventy five, crushed, crazy man. Like, and like with especially even just with um, that X Men giant size. The giant size came out. There was a what else was there? Wasn't there a wasn't there a Falcon or 
There was a Falcon book. Uh, it was Falcon and Captain America book. Yep. There was um, Avengers number four. It was giant size Avengers number four. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. wedding. The wedding of Vision, uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty dope. Uh, that was a good year. But I got some other random years here. What about 63? Go so, away. I'm in. Let's, go, let's keep going back let's a little. Let's go a little older. I'm always, I'm always more hesitant to go back for some reason. But then when I do, those years always end up being the ones that rip really hard. Pretty sure 63 is a big Spider-Man year. Ooh, it's also... Oh, my. It's the first oh, year Spider-Man gosh. had sex. It's pretty nice. <laughs> Peter Parker lost his virginity in 1963. Well, actually, 63, even more exciting, was when Spider-Man got his own title. The Amazing Spider-Man number one. The Chameleon Strikes. Really? Featuring the Fantastic Four, of course. Oh, is that the one where he's locked in that like tube? Yes. Classic. So this is after Amazing Fantasy number 15, obviously, which was the first appearance of Spider-Man. And he was so popular, they gave him they his own gave book. Him it. How, when did Amazing Fantasy come out? Uh, 61 or 2, I think. Okay. It wasn't long <clears throat> yeah. between these. Like, And then they just they kept putting him in Amazing Fantasies a little bit, and then they just jumped him over to... Wow, we got something even more exciting here, guys. Well, I don't want to say more exciting, but equally exciting. Uh, Iron Man debut. Hell yeah. Tales of Suspense number 39, which is set to the background of the Vietnam War. Iron Man uh, signaled the end of Marvel's monster suspense line, which debuted in Tales of Suspense number 39. So, new character. We got Tony Stark, and they, they talk about how they model him after Bruce Wayne because he's the rich guy. Well, he yeah, he was... Handsome, <coughs> successful. Dude, it is insane how big Iron Man is now, like... When he first came on the scene, I feel like he was huge because he was Marvel's answer to Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he just kind of laid in the background for a while. Yeah, he was never super popular. Even when he had his, even when he eventually got his own book, it was never a big seller. But you know what's weird is they've always tried to push Iron Man a lot too because his Iron Man's well, he really, really is cool. One, he's really cool. Two, he's actually a really easy toy to make. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an easy toy to make a million of because it's like, oh, here's the Mark 10. It's a di it's a slightly different shade. Right. <laughs> here's War Machine. This one's just gray. Here's the underwater one. It's blue and aqua. So the first Iron Man, you know, it's it's all it's just his normal uh it's like an all silver suit. Yeah, so it's the original Mark 1. Yeah. Exactly. So. Cuz the Mark 2 is the iconic when you get the gold and red. Mhm. Mm Cuz that I think in the first, that first Iron Man movie might be a top five in all Marvel movies. Oh, it still holds up, man. It's dope. I mean, my only complaint, especially when it first came out, I was like, yeah, I could have used a little bit more time in the suit. And that's yeah. why I liked Iron Man 2. And people kind of hate it on Iron Man 2, but I'm like, dude, there was a lot of action in that one. It was. I think Iron Man 2 and 3 both are perfectly f feasible movies, especially if you're comparing them to. Thor one and two exactly like and it, people hated on Iron Man three also I'm like dude it was pretty sick like yeah that it, scene where he like rescues everyone suits. out of the plane and, yeah and all the suits at the end dude there's some really good scenes in there that shit does rip what uh what else was happening over there in, in sixty three um so as I mentioned before with Spider Man this is you know the first appearance of Chameleon so okay, because yeah. he's the big the big baddie you a big in Chameleon this one. fan. Uh, kind of interesting. I always thought it was cool because he was one of the, you know he's in from the, in the first book, the first yeah. Spider-Man uh, title. So I'm a bigger Vulture fan, and we're getting Vulture in May. That's a great segue. Amazing Spider-Man number two, he fights the Vulture. Oh, and perfect. I always thought the Vulture was a very Much cool, interesting character. villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chameleon to me is just kind of like we already have that in Mystique. Mystique's already a shapeshifter. Plus, she's like a hot ass chick. So why the fuck? Do I need the the male version of this? But the Vulture, shout out Michael Keaton for the the rebrand of him. He was him. great, yeah. But I the Vulture was always really interesting, but the old man part of it is so weird to me. But it made him like creepy. It, it was you a know? good creepy, yeah. but like, sometimes kind of scary grandpa. It, it was it almost in certain comics was a little comical of like the old man in the green jump like spandex. Just the thought of it. You're like, dude, this is kind of goofy. And so this is also, guys, if you don't know, this is primetime Steve Ditko work yeah. here with Spider-Man, the first, you know, whatever, 20, 20 issues or whatever, uh, very heavily involved. And Side note, John Romita Jr. just returned to Marvel Studios. Really? Or to Marvel, yeah, he's back on with the company. Another great Spider-Man artist. 
Um, and as I mentioned before, this is a big, I was kind of guessing, but I was pretty sure that this was a big Spider-Man year, and it is, because rolling right into Amazing Spider-Man number three, Dr. Octopus. Oh, shit. So this is the first appearance of Doc Ock. Yep. Also uh, co-created by Steve Ditko with Stan Lee. Um, Doc Ock is just his, cl- I mean, I know everyone thinks Green Goblin, but I always thought I, Doc Ock was I like. I agree. I definitely think Doc, Doc Ock will always, to me, seemed like his main villain. Green, I almost always assumed as a little kid that Hobgoblin was before Green Goblin, which I'm incorrect, but I never thought of like them as like the main Batman, or not Batman, I've read the original Hobgoblin run, it's from the 80s, it's kind of cool. Isn't he, I think a couple people have been Hobgoblin though. Yes. I think it's just kind of a mantle that gets passed down. Yeah, it, it is. Um but there's one cover that's really cool with them. He's like tearing Spider-Man's suit up in half. I, I love it's that sick, cover. Man, yeah. And I think Norman Osborn is almost a better Spider-Man villain than Green Goblin, if that makes sense. Right. You know, like he's almost a better Lex Luthor type. Because now when I think Green Goblin, I think of the end of the Spider-Verse one where it's that ultimate version where he's like a fucking dragon. And then he just has a little elf hat on top. Right. <laughs> of course, why not? The normal. We also have uh, the Wondrous Wasp, uh, Tales to Astonish number 44, Janet Van Dyne making her uh, debut as the Wasp in Tales to Astonish. Really? So this is, oh, well then. So he was a char- she was already, she was a character. She was just married to Hank Pym, but now she took She's on her, her own. own. Her own thing. She's a this ind- is, strong, independent wasp. This is after. <laughs> White Anglo-Saxon Presbyterian. Right, right. <laughs> This is after Hank Pym probably brutally beat her. It said uh, destined to marry and later divorce. So I don't think it had happened yet at this point. That's not until like Avengers era, I feel like. Yeah, that is for sure Avengers so, era. Then we have a uh, little Doctor Strange making an appearance. As always, he always sneaks onto our show every, I, every week. You, you got to name drop him. And I respect <laughs> that. I respect someone who commits to a bit. I did learn a, <laughs> I did learn a good Doctor Strange fact, though, is that... It's suspected that Doctor Strange is loosely based off of horror cult classic actor Vincent Price. Oh, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, suggest reading the comic panels in Vincent Price's voice, though. It would make them a little hokey. Nah. And not as... A <laughs> it w- not quite as mystical and more just kind of annoying. Yeah, it... I think Benedict Cumberbatch does a much better job than a Vincent Price ever would have. Agreed. That's that's funny though. But yeah, apparently in Strange Tales one ten. Oh, does, is this him? His first appearance. First appear. Okay, so when he first appeared in Strange Tales one ten, it was only clear that he uh, dabbled in black magic and had the ability to project his consciousness so into this, astral form. This definitely has to be the first appearance of Doctor Strange. Because there's no way Iron so, yeah. Man. It's, or Doctor Strange was before Iron it Man. It is the first appearance, more or less, but he doesn't actually go into like his backstory of being a surgeon until later on. Okay, so it's just kind of like in, the first time you ever see him briefly. Yep. It's and kind it, of the Wolverine situation. A little bit. Yeah, so he's not like a main title character in the book. Um, but in the next uh, Strange Tales, 111, Baron Mordo shows up. So it's starting to get into that lore. Um in it's, this time frame. It's crazy how they kind of teased out a lot of these characters that are now their main staple characters of, like, franchises and shit like that. That it's like they just put them in the back of a book for a five-page story. Yeah, they don't even have, like, a picture of him in the book. They just have a picture of the cover of Strange Tales 110 and the Human Torch is on it. <sighs> um, so, yeah, he's very briefly introduced sucks. just as, like, a sorcerer, basically, and it's not until... December of 63, where they go over the whole thing, how he was a surgeon and he was in a car His accident. His whole backstory and everything. And how he goes to Tibet. It says, much like Dr. Doom, which I never realized. That Dr. Doom was in Tibet as Went well. Went to Tibet to uh, an ancient mystic taught him the secrets of sorcery. Ooh. The ancient one. I kind of forget that Dr. Doom is also a sorcerer. Uh, more or less, yeah. He d- he has, like, magic. but he's Because he's also a science bro. Mm-hmm. But he's also doing Magic Bro stuff. I was just watching Venture Brothers the other night. It was an episode with um, Baron Underbite, and he's a Doctor Doom ripoff. He has a giant lower jaw that's all like metal. Oh, really? Dude, the, that's from a science exper- uh, experiment gone wrong. Of course. Have um, have you watched any of? I know I've suggested it before, but speaking of, you should watch Harley Quinn. 
just watched season two. It's pretty solid. Oh, there's two seasons of that. Yeah, now. there's two seasons. Yeah, you were I, telling me you dug it. I'm gonna watch that show. It's a good. You're gonna love the cast. It's, yeah. It remind. It's very much a Adult Swim like style show. That's sweet. And it's perfect that it's. It doesn't, like, it doesn't beat you over the head with really shitty Batman jokes. It works on like really funny, like making fun of Bane by giving him. Oh, they set up a injustice society at one point. Yeah, and they're all sitting around. It's mostly Batman villains, and Bane's there, and he's just in like a little folding chair, and they're addressing Holly Quinn, and he's just like, "Well, well, why couldn't I have gotten one of these nice chairs? <laughs> we could afford a banner," and they're like. Listen, we gave you the folding chair because we thought it would be funny. Big guy, folding chair. We want it to break. You're going to fall. We're all going to laugh at you. And he's like, it is a good bit. <laughs> good April Fool's bit. Dude, speak. Fuck April Fool's. Because <laughs> I got tricked into thinking we were going to get two more Zack Snyder Justice League movies. And I was livid all morning. I don't blame you. But thankfully, it was a lie. We got anything else in uh, 63? Yeah, we're going to wrap up 63 with a couple other big books, man. This is kind of nuts, actually. Avengers number one, um, <laughs> which I have read. It's a pretty solid title. They fight Loki. It's very much oh, like yeah, the first Avengers like the first movie, Avengers. which is cool. Um, basically focusing more on uh, Iron Man, which is in the gold suit. Kind of interesting. He's in the, It's in the all gold. Flexed you ever seen that out, one? Dude. Yeah. I, I know which one you're talking and about. And then Hulk, Thor, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and they're pretty much the... The main Avengers they focus on. Captain America doesn't roll in until number four, I believe. Yeah, because I was just saying, and that first rotation of Avengers is just kind of rocky for a little bit. Where because the Hulk leaves as well. I he does. Yeah, he does. Because he the Hulk for forever in comics is just kind of a weird hero, anti-hero. They kind of have to stop him from destroying a city usually, but then he comes and helps like defeat Galactus or something, and everyone's like, we'll call it a wash. You're not in trouble, but we're not happy with you. Uh, some other books to note real quick as we wrap it up. Tales of Asgard, which was in Journey into Mystery number 97. So you get that whole Thor lore getting uh, Oh, that's when you find that. Yep. And I wonder what the original, I bet the Thor, original Thor lore. I love, first off, I love Thor lore. <laughs> that's band name. We're Thor lore. Um, but I wonder how different that is from what we now have in the movies. And if we're going to get anything retconned in future movies, now that Taika Waititi's got his hands on the Thor world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ragnarok was so good. But, yeah, you might see more of that, you know, just the Norse stuff yeah. poke its head in. So we'll see, even though Asgard is destroyed. Um. I kind of <laughs> like that Asgard's destroyed because that was kind of the part that sucked about the Thor movies was the having to do the medieval-y kind of, yeah. like, shit. Where it's like, now I just want it to be like, just have fun. Just have fun with it, yeah. Which they will. Um, so then, also, a couple key books. We have Amazing Spider-Man number four. First appearance of Sandman. Right into number six. First appearance of uh, the uh, the Lizard, Dr. Connors. Who's okay. also a classic. I always think of more of like the cartoon show. 100%. Prestige on that. Because in the, what was it? Andrew Garfield first one? The Lizard was... yeah sucked yeah that was kind of whack i don't like i kind of like the lizard when he is a weird lizard man with still wearing a trench coat yeah you not know like I, a tiny godzilla yeah that, and that's <laughs> what it was sometimes they just become t way too um they become entirely too dinosaur like and it's just like yeah man what is this this is just like a generic blob looking thing that you guys just phoned in on some graphic design yeah shit well, the last book we want to touch on, and this is a big one, alongside with that Spider-Man number one, X-Men number one, 1963. Yeah, dude. You know so, how it fucks with me some X-Men? I know, your, your fave. It's, and this was, which we've talked about many times, when it was still kind of, um, people weren't really into it. It was just the original five mutants. Uh, I was going to say, let me, see, let me name these original five for you off rip. I'm not looking at the book. <laughs> we're going to go Iceman. We're going to go Beast. We're going to go Angel. We're going to go Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops, and we're going to go Jean Grey, a.k.a. Marvel Girl. And that's it. That's the original and five. And that's when Beast was no no Blue Beast. No Blue regular Beast. Regular guy. 
and Iceman has that the slushy look. Yeah, he's the he's Mr. Frosty right now. The snowman. Because Ice... He had, like, yellow boots. Do you remember? Yeah, Iceman's gone through the weirdest changes. I like when he was, like, the snow dude. I kind of liked that, and then now he just has the most power ever. Slushy Man is a good name, though. Slushy Man. Slushy Man. I mean, obviously, X-Men's one of my absolute all-time favorites. I'm very excited because we're going to see some mutants in the MCU. I've talked to Kevin. We're going to... We're making it it's happen. happening, baby. But, yeah, I mean, in this this year alone, 63 was a good fucking year yeah, of Marvel. are you kidding me? Oh, my. I mean, between having your first Spider-Man book, your first Iron Man book, your first Avengers book, and your first X-Men book. Or, wait, yeah, that was first Avengers. Yeah. yeah. That's an insane pretty, fucking year. Pretty insane. I can't believe I'm surprised Avengers came out before X-Men. Uh, I think it did by, like, a month. Uh, and it's yeah, Avengers was did. September. Oh no, they're the same month. Same same month. Damn. Yeah, September sixty three. Where were you? <laughs> they were really fuck fuck you DC. Fuck your one team. Guess what? We did two teams. Two teams. The team up. It's the team up to dream of. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Sean, you got any extra plugs? Anything going on? No plugs. Um, once again, thank you for listening. Um. Been slacking on the Patreon, but we do have a new episode we're going to put up on there. It was the post-to-be-better episode. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Pat tries some anchovies. We talk. They're delicious. It was a funny episode, I remember. I'm going to go back and watch it, and that'll be on Patreon, guys. Five bucks a month. Don't miss out on exclusive content. Yeah, that's patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. Go on there, subscribe. We're bringing you some new episodes. We are on hiatus from Be Better for this week. Katie had some work, so we had to make sure we were teaching the youths to dance um but thank you for listening we will be back next week with some more episodes for you get the patreon rocking and as always contact us on instagram if you have any questions comments stuff you want to hear us talk about we're always happy to cover those things and go get some fuego fermentation hot sauce peace y'all